0: God uh, for just a few minutes. Romans chapter 8 is where we'll look tonight. If you uh, have a copy of the Word of God and want to look along with us, you're more than welcome to. Uh, We'll be in Romans chapter 8. I begin praying this week about the service tonight, and of course at that point did not realize that we would be uh, in this uh, fashion uh, together, but the Lord knew, and uh, so this is what he's put on my heart for the service for this time. And uh, so I want to look at some verses here in Romans chapter 8 and trust that the Lord will help us uh, as we look into the Word of God together and hope that it'll speak to someone's heart and uh, encourage you and strengthen you uh, for whatever it is you may be facing at this present time or uh, in the days to come. The Lord knows all about that. And uh, so we'll try to look together here at the Word of God and ask the Lord to help us tonight. We're going to pray And then we'll read the scripture together. Lord, I thank you for the privilege and the opportunity to come together. Lord, by this means, I understand, Lord, and realize that, uh, Lord, it's our heart's desire to be in person tonight with the people of God. Lord, uh, circumstances have uh, hindered that, and you understand, and I understand. Lord, I pray now that you'd take the word of God, and you would help us in this hour, Thank you for these means that have been provided, Lord, to be able to, uh, to get the Word of God out in a time that we can't assemble together in person. And I ask, Lord, that the Word of God would go forth and find its lodging I'm glad that it's powerful. It's not contained to four walls, but, Lord, it can reach much further than we can. And I pray through the power of the Holy Spirit that it would do its work in us, encourage us, and help us, Lord, to find strength in these days. Lord, draw us near to you, we ask, and help us to be bright lights in this dark hour, and we'll thank you and praise you for all you do. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're going to be in the book of Romans, chapter number eight, and uh, read some verses here, and some of the verses that we're going to read will be very familiar, no doubt to you, Uh, but you pray for us tonight that the Lord will help us, and that we'll try our best to be a help and a blessing to you. That's our heart's desire tonight. Romans, chapter eight. And I want to begin reading in verse number 24. Uh, The Apostle Paul here is writing. He says, For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called, According to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. <clears throat> so we read these verses here in Romans chapter 8, and uh, we understand that the Apostle Paul's been writing about many different things, and he comes across or gets down to some of the verses. Uh, right before the verses that we began reading tonight and some of the ones that we started off reading. And he deals with this subject of waiting. That's the first thing that he comes across and that he speaks about in the verses that we read tonight is waiting. In verse number 24, he talks about hope. He says that we're saved by hope and hope is not seen, for a man doesn't hope for what he already seeth, But if we do hope, In verse number 25, for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. In verse number 23, he talks about us waiting for the redemption of the body. And of course, we understand that when we got born again, that the Lord saved our soul and our body will be saved in the days to come. That's what the writer was talking about when he said, knowing the time that that our salvation is nearer now than when we believe. Of course, he wasn't talking about the salvation of the soul that we're waiting until the Lord returns to see whether or not we're saved or to see whether or not we get in or not, but he's talking about the salvation of the body. He said this corruptible shall or must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. We shall not all sleep but we shall all be changed, and so Paul here's dealing with the fact of waiting for the redemption of the body, and so he goes on to speak about hope and and, and what I'm really interested in tonight. Of course, we are very much aware, and we know that verse number twenty-eight is very uh, popular or well-known verse in these days. But in verse number uh, at the end of verse number twenty-eight, he talks about his purpose. And then in verse number 29, he talks about foreknowing and that we are, those of us that are saved, we are predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son. That is the purpose of God in every child of God. And so the Lord began to deal with my heart as he did kind of last week when we met in this means and we tried to look there about. uh, The fact that it's me again, Lord. And the Lord had touched my heart with that song and the words of that song about it being me again, Lord. Well, the Lord did the same manner this week as I began to read through the scriptures and try to search what the Lord would have for us to have. And He brought my heart and my mind to this scripture, especially verse number 29. And we're going to look for the most part at every verse, at least touch on every verse. That we read tonight. But verse number 29 is where I want to take my text or my thought from or what the Lord worked in my heart in. And I want to preach tonight, if God will help me for just a few minutes, as we look at verse, the last part of verse number 28, about His purpose and then about us, the purpose of God that we are predestinated to be conformed to the image or to be made into or to follow the pattern or made like to. His son, and so I want to preach tonight as God began to deal with my heart about He's still working on me. That's what the Lord began to deal with my heart about. What He touched my heart about is that He's still working on me. Thank God that He is. That the Lord is working on me. And if you're saved tonight, the Lord's working on you. That work began in salvation. It did not stop. Salvation was not the finish line or the finished product, but salvation was really the starting point. That's why the Lord likened it to a new birth. It's a beginning. When you get born again, that is the beginning of God's work in you and his work continues. He has a purpose. That is what Paul said here, we are called according to his purpose and we are predestinated to be conformed to the image of his dear son. Now a lot of people get taken aback by that word predestination or predestined. But the reality is biblically dividing, rightly dividing the Bible and taking that uh, biblically predestination is an after salvation term it's not a before salvation. It's not that we're predestined to be saved or predestined not to be saved, but it's that after we are saved, that our destination has already been assigned to us by God. His purpose has already been assigned and it's going to come to pass. He is going to make us, conform us uh, to the image of his dear son. I think it was uh, the evangelist Billy Mitchell from Jamestown, Tennessee that explained a predestination like this, that when you throw the hook out or the line for the fish, Uh, when the fish takes the bait and is reeled to the boat and brought in, uh, then his destiny is sealed. He is predestined, Uh, Brother Mitchell said, to be supper at that time. And so that is what... Uh, the biblical definition of predestination is many people have taken it and, and run away with it to mean make it mean something that the Bible does not mean. Uh, but predestination according to the Bible is that God has a purpose, a final destination for us. And according to this scripture, it is to be conformed to the image of his son. And so I want to deal with this thought tonight that he's still working on me, thank God that He is. If we were left to ourselves, we would all be in a mess. But we ought to thank God tonight that He is still working on us. And how is it that here in the Scripture, the Apostle Paul, begins to talk to them and preach to them and write to them about the work of God in us and that God is working. On us, and not just on us, but in us. He has begun a work in us, and He intends for that work that He began in us to come out. That's why the Bible said that he which hath begun a good work in us shall perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. There is going to come a day that the work of God that he began in us is going to be completed. He has a purpose and he has a plan. According to this scripture, it is his purpose to make us like Christ. I think it was Brother Hanley Milby said uh, that the Lord's purpose is to make little Jesuses out of every one of us. And he didn't say that disrespectfully. He said that scripturally. Paul said it is, that those he did foreknow, those he put a purpose in when he saved us, he predestined us to be conformed to the image. It is already in the mind of God to make us like Christ. And so He is working on us. Thank God He is still working on me. How is it that He's working to bring this purpose to pass? Well, the Apostle Paul tells us here in the scripture. Let's look at what the Bible said. And I'm going to try to give it to you the way the Lord gave it to me. In verse number 25, the Apostle Paul said, The Lord is working on us through the patience. Uh, That is what he said in verse 25. If we hope for that we see not, uh, then do we with patience wait for it. Uh, So patience works in us. According to the book of James, uh, chapter number one, he said in verse number three that tribulation uh, worketh patience. It brings about patience in our life and patience experience and experience hope. And James said to let patience have her Perfect work. There is a perfect, a complete work, a finished work that patience has in the life of the believer. Uh, now patience is not just standing by and waiting. Uh, but if you look up the word patience in the concordance, in its original, it it means that characteristic of a man who will not be swerved, who will not be turned aside from his purpose or his faith. Uh, no matter what obstacles are in the path, no matter what affliction, no matter what trials uh, that he may have to endure. And that is what James said, uh, that it all works together. That tribulation, all those trials, all those things we go through, it brings about patience in us. And Paul here says that it is through this patience. But through this characteristic of Christ that He works in us, uh, that is part of God's working on us and in us uh, to make us like Christ. There is a work in us of patience. And James said, don't outrun patience don't ask God to let patience go. But he said to let patience have her perfect work in us. Let patience finish the work that God put it in us to do. Let patience complete the work that God put it in us for. Because patience is part of the way that God works on us to make us to be like Christ. That's his end result. That's God's end goal for every believer. This is not you <laughs> Just for a select few This is not just for the preacher Or for the deacons Or for the Sunday school teachers Or for those in office Or for some select group of Christians This is for every child of God That is saved by the grace of God It is in the mind of God To make us like Christ And so he is doing so Paul said in verse number 25 By patience Patience is working in us And we are to let it have it It's perfect word uh, so that God uses patience to make us more like Christ. But not just in patience. uh, But look in verse number 26. He uses our praying uh, to make us more like Christ. Now I began to read this this week and the Lord began to deal with my heart. Boy, it just done something in me. And I don't know if I can get it across to you like the Lord put it in me. Uh, But look in the scripture here in verse number 26. The scripture uses the word "helpeth." He said likewise the spirit Also helpeth Our infirmities And not just our infirmities but he goes on To talk about intercession Now an infirmity is a trouble It's a sickness it's a thing That brings your spirit down It's something that we have to endure It's something that drains our strength And then Paul said in those infirmities There are going to be some times That you don't even know what to ask God for you don't even know how To pray if you do know how You can't get the words to come And so he said the spirit itself Capital S Ain't that a blessing Not an angel Not a minister in spirit Not the preacher Not the bread Thank God for all of them But he's talking about the Holy Spirit That dwells inside of us As a believer It is helping us In our infirmities And not just in our infirmities But he's helping us in intercession When we don't even know what to pray He is praying for us He is translating our groanings Is what Paul said When all we can do is groan There have been times I went to pray And all I could do was say Help Lord Or all I could do was say Oh Lord But I'm glad the spirit inside of me When my mouth Could not get the words out When my mind Couldn't think of the words to say I'm glad there was somebody bigger than me On the inside of me Bigger than my mouth Bigger than my mind That was making intercession Between me and God And telling God what I needed And he was doing that That for me. That's part of his work in me. And that's part of his work in you. And if we look up, sometimes I think we just overlook words. And I'm not trying to get beyond my raising here too deep. But I understand. But here in the scripture, if you look at verse number 26, he said the spirit helpeth our infirmities. And that word helpeth, if you look it up, it means to heave with. It means that when you're groaning, the spirit is groaning with you when you're down there, down in the valley, the Spirit is down there and He's doing a work in you to get what you need to God. When you're giving it your all and you feel like you just can't get through and you feel like the ceilings are made of brass, I'm glad the Spirit inside of us is heaving with us. When you feel like you got a heave to get through, I thought about, you know, on some of them old movies and stuff and old stories of history, they talked about the evidence that they made and, and works that they worked together and if they were rowing a boat together or if they were uh, trying to push a load or pull a load together there'd be somebody in the back the captain yelling heave up, heave and I'm glad when we're heaving and giving it everything we got on the inside I'm glad there's a mighty captain down inside of our heart and he's a hollering heave and while he's hollering heave he's a heaving with us But when we feel like we're pushing a rope uphill. I'm glad there's somebody in us that's pushing with us. But when we feel like we can't get a prayer through... I'm glad there's somebody in us praying with us. But when we can't get the words to come out, I'm glad there's a translator down inside of us that says to the Father, he can't tell you or she can't get out what she needs, but this is what it is. And he takes the groanings of our heart, which can't even be uttered. through our praying and through our praying and through his intercession and through our infirmities, he is making us more like Christ. Ain't that a blessing? Thank God tonight. His work in us is through our patience or through patience in us. His work in us is through our praying His work in us is through Our practice look in verse number 27 Uh, the Bible said not Only is he helping our infirmities He with us Uh, not only is he Making intercession but he is searching Our hearts uh, and he knows What we need Uh, I began To read that and somebody said uh, One writer said the hypocrite The one that only has religion uh, The greatest fears when he gets To verse number 27 And knows that God's searching his heart uh, Because he realizes that He's a hypocrite Uh, But he said a true child of God uh, That's down in the valley And he's not pretending I'm telling you we got a lot of people in these days That are pretending If you're down in the valley just be honest And say Lord I'm in the valley If you're struggling just be honest And say Lord I'm struggling Don't try to cover it up Uh, Don't try to mask it He's searching uh, your heart The true child of God uh, The writer said Gladly accepts uh, the fact that God's a search in his heart I'm glad God searches my heart You say preacher I don't know so much of that Well I'm glad Because he knows when I'm struggling He knows when I'm in the valley He knows when I don't feel like going on And the spirits are helping my infirmities And the spirits making intercession for me And I don't have to live a life of hypocrisy I can be true in my praying And true in my practice I can come out of the prayer closet and say, Lord, you know I'm in the valley, and I'm gonna try my best for you today, and I'm glad he knows all about us. And if you'll be honest with God in your prayer life and in your practice, he'll use that to work in you and make you more like Christ. I'm glad for that tonight. Then he said, not only in our patience in verse 25 not only in our praying in verse 26 and our practice in verse 27, but look at verse 28. He said, and we know, and this is a verse that everybody knows and quoted more often than I can count, we know that all things, all things. Now, he's already been talking in verse number 26 about infirmities. That's hard things. But he says all things work together for good To them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. If you're saved tonight, God has a purpose in mind for you. And that is to make you like Christ. And he will use patience to do so. He will use prayer to do so. He will use your daily practice to do so. Uh, But according to verse number 28, there are going to be times in your life and there are going to be times in mine uh, that God uses the painful things we go through uh, to make us more like Christ. Uh, Paul put it like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He said, Our light affliction, which endureth, uh, but just a moment worketh for us. A far more exceeding An eternal weight of glory What was that weight of glory It is that we are being made Into the character Of Christ That we are being molded Conformed to the image Of God's son That is the eternal weight of glory In us that one day What's in us is going to come out That's what Paul said Christ being in us was the hope of glory And Paul said that eternal weight Of glory that we're going through all our afflicts and that sometimes we feel like it's too much and we don't know how to go on. He said it endured, it but just a moment. But he said it's a working in us, it's what God's using to work his work in us, his purpose in us to make us more like Christ. And so those hard things, those painful things we go through, we don't like to go through those things. And I don't know anybody that likes to suffer. But I'm glad that I can look back and say, as Paul did, that we know that all these painful things, these things we've endured, these things we've went through, these valleys we've went through, these dark times, we went through this pain we've suffered Through these obstacles we've had To overcome these burdens we've had to Carry they are working God's eternal purpose in us uh, To make us more like Christ and it is a testimony You say preacher I'm in the Valley and I feel like giving up well I've Been where you are and it's not Been that long ago but God's been uh, Speaking to me and he said don't Give up child uh, because You and the being in the valley you carrying The burden you struggling under the the Lord is just a testimony To the fact thank God That he's still working On you that ought to Give us hope not to give up He's still making us into what it does. That's what the writer said He's working on me to make me What I ought to be and he Is working on us and if you're struggling Through painful things If you're going through problems In your life if you feel like you can't Get the words out when you pray And you feel something on the inside Pulling toward God I'm glad it's a testimony to us To know that he's still Working on us If we never went through any trouble If we never went through any heartache Then it would be hard for God to work on us But he uses those painful things To work on us And make us what he wants us to be See the reality is And I'll be done right now in just a minute Is there is patience at work There is prayer at work There is practice at work There are painful things That you and I have to go through at work Uh, But it is all working out To verse number 28 The last part in verse number 29 It is his purpose He has a purpose Purpose for me, and he has a purpose for you, and that is to conform us, to mold us, to shape us, or to make us into the image of his son. What a blessed purpose in our life for God to work on us to make us like his son. I don't know if that does anything for your heart tonight or not, but it does something in me to know that all and I'm not to. Uh, asking for pity tonight, and I'm not to, uh, trying to look back, on, but thank God that all the hard times that I faced and you faced that God has a purpose in them. And if I couldn't believe tonight that God had a purpose in them, I think I'd probably close this book and I probably wouldn't open it again. But thank God, I know he has a purpose in me and he has a purpose in you. And sometimes it takes some patient endurance. Sometimes it takes waiting and none of us like to wait. Sometimes it takes some agonizing in prayer like old Jacob did on the other side of the brook when he wrestled with the angel of the Lord, until uh, the breaking of the day. Uh, sometimes it takes some inner in us, uh, but thank God it's all working its purpose. God's purpose in us to make us like Christ. Thank the Lord for that. You say, "What is God's purpose?" Well, He says it here: to be conformed to the image of His dear Son. In chapter number seven, verse number four, He said, "It's His, our purpose that we should bring forth." Fruit unto God. Thank God tonight God has a purpose for us. And he's still working on me. I'm glad tonight he's not done. And I've been through valleys and hard times and difficult circumstances and so have you. But the Lord's reminded me this week it's just the fact that he is working on me. And I know tonight in examining my own life. And looking over my own days. I know I got a long way to go to get to the image of his son, but I'm glad God's not giving up. There been a lot of projects I've started that I ran out of money and I ran out of patience. And I ran out of time. Uh, But I'm glad God ain't never going to run out of resources. He don't never run out of patience with us. He's long-suffering. His mercies are new every morning. He don't ever run out of time. He's not bound by time. Uh, And so he's just going to continue his work in us. That's what the Bible said. He that, that begun a good work in you. Shall perform it. Not that he might. Not that he would if he had enough time. Or had enough money. Or had enough patience. But the Bible said he shall perform it under the day of Jesus Christ. And I'm glad that God started to work in me that blessed Tuesday night that he saved my soul. I'm glad tonight on this Wednesday night in November when really I would rather be in the house of God face to face with the people of God. But I'm not questioning the motives of God to put me where I am tonight. To preach to you Maybe God knew That there's more Than just them few And I'm satisfied if That's where God wants me For the rest of my days If I never preach Outside the four walls Of Gospel Way Baptist Church The rest of my life Till he comes again That'll be okay But God knows And there may be Somebody out there Tonight that needed to hear That God's still Working on you And that's why You're going through The valleys You're going through That's why you're going Through your struggles And your troubles That's why you feel that down on the inside Pulling you to pray When you can't even get the words to come out You don't even have the heart to do it If there's something in you and Go pray and let the spirit Make intercession Let the spirit heave with you Let the spirit help your infirmity God's still working on you And if God began to work in you Like he did in me that if God's still working on you Like he is on me I'm glad that's a testimony to the fact that there's coming a blessed day that he'll finish his work and we'll be like Christ. See this verse here. It says in verse 29, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his dear son. Now that is the spiritual work now, but thank God one day that'll be a physical work in that day to come when we will be made like him it doth not yet appear what we shall be, the Bible said, but when we see him, we shall be like him. Then shall be brought to pass that saying, death swallowed up in victory. That This saying here to be conformed to the image of his dear son, it'll be done. His work will be finished on that day. And until then, he's still working on me. And until then, if you're saved tonight, thank God, he's still working on you. I hope tonight that the word of God and the simple thoughts the Lord laid on my heart's been a help to you and a blessing to you. Just remember through it all, in your patience and in your praying and even in them painful times, God has a purpose and he is still working on you. God bless you.